for 30 plus years. I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Meg Meeker. Happy New Year! This is an exciting time for us. This is episode number 152, and we're going to be talking about reconnecting with your adult child. So what a very important and timely thing to do at the beginning of a new year. Really, you're going to be turning over a fresh leaf in your relationship with your adult child. Now, when I say adult child, I'm talking about kids from 17 to 60. Many of us, as our kids grow older, disconnect from our kids, or maybe our kids disconnect from us. Maybe some of you are estranged from your kids, and it's really painful. Well, we're going to address that today, and I'm really excited for you if you've got a broken relationship with your kids. We're not going to have a guest today. It's just me talking with you about reconnecting with your kids. I wrote a whole course on this in my Parenting Great Kids community, and I strongly encourage you to take a look at that to go in and even sign up for the community. You know, there are a few reasons that I started the PGK community. First of all, after COVID, I felt very isolated and I'm sure you felt very isolated. I wasn't able to travel and speak and connect with parents. And this was a way to create a parent forum where we could talk to one another, to give each other support, where I could answer questions. I also write new courses short courses every month to help you and encourage you. So I really encourage you to go to meekerparenting.com and check out the Parenting Great Kids community. Let's talk about reconnecting with your adult child. You know, feeling estranged from your child, whether he's 15 or 25 or 40, can really be one of the most painful experiences a parent can have. But you have to remember, if you're a parent who is experiencing that, your child is in a lot of pain as well. Why is disconnection with our kids so painful? Well, fundamentally, the relationship we have with our kids is the third most important relationship that we have in our lives. And considering the fact that we were created to live in relationship and that having a relationship is the center of our lives, the reason we have joy in our lives, when that relationship breaks and there's a crack in it, there's a hole in our lives. And we feel tremendous amount of pain because there's a loss. When kids are born, we have, if you will, this gold thread that connects us with our child. And that's meant to stay there for the duration of their lives and the duration of our lives as well. But when that cord is broken, that's when the pain begins. So the fact that you feel a lot of pain because you're disconnected from your kids is irrational feeling. You're supposed to feel that way 
because of how you were made and how you are to live. So that's why it's critically important that if you're in a situation where you want to reconcile with your adult child, that you move forward and make every effort you can to be successful at it. You know, sometimes parents uh, who felt distant from their kids for a couple of years, say even two years, you know, they... Um, sort of disconnected when their child when they're 16 and now the child's 18 and going off to college and the parents convinced you know what they didn't really want a relationship with me so i don't even need to work at it that's not true at all because as hurt as you feel your child feels twice as much hurt and the reason for that is the child needs you even at 18 your child needs you but you don't need your child. So if your relationship with your child is broken and you hurt, it's one thing, but you can keep on living. But when your child's relationship with you is broken and he has a need for your approval, a need for your attention, a need for your love, he has a much harder time moving forward and succeeding in his life. So it's really important to understand that you're not alone in this, that your child wants to reconcile with you as well, but he's not going to show it. As a matter of fact, he's going to do everything he can to convince you he doesn't want reconciliation, especially if he's a teenager. So regardless of how you feel and regardless of how he feels, you need to work at reconciliation. If your child is 25 or 35, it still doesn't matter because I guarantee you in your child's mind, even as an adult, they crave your approval and your attention and your love. You know this if you were estranged from one of your parents. If your father left when you were 20 or said something very, very hurtful to you or told you you were never gonna measure up, you were never gonna be successful, you were really dumb, part of you is aching to have him reverse that, to say, you know, I really didn't mean it. You are wonderful in my eyes. You are successful in my eyes. So every child of a parent, regardless how old you are, wants reconnection, wants reestablishing, wants a more positive relationship with you. They want healing. They want healing in that relationship. You know, I always say that every child, son or daughter, takes one person to their grave, and that's their dad. Why? Because every child, whether they're estranged or not, needs that sense that dad approves. Because in their eyes, dad is larger than life. You know, we expect our mothers to approve of us because moms sort of have to. Mom's mom, you know. But we don't feel that our dads have to approve of us. So if you're a father who is estranged from a child, it's even more important that you work hard to reconnect. If you're a mother, you need to as well, um, not just for your sake, but for your child's sake as well, regardless how old that child is. Now, reconciliation is absolutely 100% doable. There is never a lost cause. There is never too much pain between a parent and child that can't be worked through. And I've seen some really severe pain that has happened between parents and kids where there has been reconciliation, some really bad offenses. The key, though, is that the offender has to be willing to reconcile. So the process is doable. 
it's never too late for any relationship. The process of reconciliation is simple, but it's hard. It's going to be one of the hardest things you ever do in your life because it requires you to do things and to be things and to feel things that maybe you've never felt or done before. That's okay. You're a grown up. You can do this. So where do you begin in reconciliation um, with your kids? Well, first of all, the most important thing to do, and you won't be successful at all if you don't get this first step right. You need to acquire humility. Now, why? Because you need to be the one who makes the first move towards reconciliation. Why? Because in your child's mind, you're always the parent. If you're 85 and your child is 60, you're still the parent. You're still the one who's supposed to make the first move, who's supposed to take charge, who's supposed to say, okay, let's make this work. It's not like a marriage. It's not like a friendship. There's In a child's eyes, you're on sort of unequal footing. You're older, you're wiser, you're more responsible and so forth. So because that dynamic exists, the burden is on you to begin to make amends. And the first thing you need to do, the first place you need to start is to have humility. Now, how do you have humility? Humility comes about when you are willing to see what you did wrong. When you're willing to see that you made mistakes and that you aren't necessarily more right or better or smarter than the other person. Humility is really about realizing that you and another person have the same value, have are on equal footing, and that you both make mistakes and you both do things right. But as the one who's taking the move towards reconciliation, if you don't have humility and you constantly believe that your child made all the mistakes, you'll never get anywhere. Humility, once you have it, allows you to move forward into that relationship and into discussions and into your overtures of making amends without putting your child on the defensive. Humility means that you are acknowledging your own wrong. You're not paying attention to what your child did wrong. You're focusing on what you did wrong. And again, if you don't establish and acquire a sense of humility and look at yourself in the mirror and look at yourself as your child may see you, though it's always hard because it's hard to get in their minds, but look at yourself as your child may see you, then you're going to be able to understand and accept your own mistakes. This is tough. I told you this process is tough because if you're a prideful person, a strong person, and you're used to being in charge, acquiring humility is hard because you're always looking at what the other person is or isn't doing. It's really hard to look at yourself and say, man, I'm thinking more highly of myself than I really should. Man, I think I'm making fewer mistakes than I really am. Man, I am not always as right as I think I am. That's what frees you up to move towards reconciliation with your child. So acquiring humility is number one. Second, you need to take the first 
step again in your child's eyes you're the parent now you may say i don't i shouldn't do that because i didn't do anything wrong maybe you didn't maybe your child was going through a very bad phase maybe they got involved in drugs maybe they did a lot of things that were wrong and hurtful to them and they blamed you for them and maybe you didn't do anything it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if that's the case your child feels ashamed he feels guilty he feels embarrassed and he feels pretty bad about himself and so that's why you even if you feel you haven't done anything wrong must take the first step but you need to take that first step in humility so how do you take that first step first of all you need to realize that your child wants reconciliation too because you're not just the one who's going to go in and charge in and say i need to make reconciliation we need to reconnect because i just can't stand living without this well that may be true but you need to acknowledge too that this is something your child wants and needs now it won't look like it and it won't feel like it but underneath it all you need to have the confidence to know that your son or daughter wants this too so what do you do first? You reach out to your child. You say, well, how do I reach out to them? Should I email them? No, that's not ideal. Try to connect with them on the phone. They need to hear your voice because your voice is personal. Your voice reminds them of what is past. It reminds them of the good. It reminds them of the bad. You say, well, my child won't take my phone calls. Okay. You try again. You wait a couple of weeks. You try again. You may try every couple of weeks for a year don't give up. Now, if they persist in not taking your phone calls, try another route, hand write a letter. You say, well, why do I have to handwrite it? Because handwriting is personal. You know, when you see a letter that was addressed by your father or your mother or your wife or your child, it's very unique. It, it speaks of them. It says, here I am. This is what part of me looks like. So you feel more connected to a person when you see their handwriting and when you read their handwriting. Plus, it lets your kid know that you took the time to think about what you're going to write. You didn't just write an email and hit send. You thought about it and you wanted to make it personal and you wanted to take the time to write it all out because of course writing something by hand takes more time than emailing it it moves a kid more now if your letters come back to you or your 25 year old or 20 year old is living with your ex a spouse who can't stand you is um, is going to intercept the letters may send them back to you okay let's say that the letters keep coming back to you then you try email okay and that may be your last resort but it's okay if you need to continue to try all of these at once. So if your child, if you continue to call and call and he doesn't reach out, then you write, but then you can call again and then you write. And if he doesn't receive the letters, you can call again and you can email. Here's the point. You need to let your child know that you're not going to go away. You're not going to go away in an obnoxious way. You're not here to talk to your child about everything he did wrong and how he hurt you and how you need to even the score. This is not about you admit what you did and I admit what I did and then we're all okay. It's not what this is about. This is about reconciliation. This is about reconnecting by resolving hurts 
and you're in charge of that. So your purpose in this is to reach out to your child and to say, I really want to reconnect. I really want to reconnect. I'm serious here. Now, one of the reasons your child may refuse your calls or emails at first is this. They're protecting themselves. They feel hurt and they don't want to trust you. And they're afraid that if they read your letter or talk to you on the phone, it's just a matter of time before you're going to hurt them again. Even if you didn't hurt them, doesn't matter. It's just a matter of time where they feel they're going to feel hurt and they don't want that hurt. So they're going to test you and see, okay, how long are you going to keep doing this? How long are you going to try to keep calling me? One of the biggest mistakes parents make with their kids particularly dads with daughters, is they take the daughters personally. The daughter communicates to them when they're 15, get away, you're creepy. I don't like the way you look. I don't even like you, so go away. And then dad goes, all right, I guess I'll go away. Or a son says something like to his dad and communicates that his dad's outdated. He just doesn't understand life is different now than it was when he was. And dad goes, well, I guess you're right. And I guess I don't understand. I guess you don't like me. So I'll go away. Never, never, never do that. When your child is feeling that way, if they're 15 or 20, then is the time for you to gently pursue them and gently pursue them and not take them personally. Because a lot of times the things they get angry at you about or the painful things they say really aren't about you. They're about what they're going through. So you need to have the courage and the fortitude and the tenacity and the perseverance to gently keep going after your child and do not give up. And I know you're going to want to give up even if it's been a year. You can take a pause and then you start again. Whatever you do, don't Begin your reconciliation by showing up at your kid's door. Okay, that's too startling. It's shocking. Um, it may be very dramatic for you and you may feel like, I really need to show my kid how, how serious I am here. Don't do that because that's a way to take your child off guard, to become defensive and to say, I can't do this right now, mom or dad. So don't do that. Start gently with phone calls and letters and so forth. Friends, I'm going to have to take a quick break, but do not go anywhere. I'll be right back. Now, this is going to be hard, but in addition to acquiring humility and making the first step, you need to assume all responsibility. Now, I can hear you say, but I shouldn't because I didn't do everything wrong. I know you didn't do everything wrong. That doesn't matter. Who did what doesn't matter. In your child's eyes, you're at fault for hurting him or her. That's what's important is how your child is thinking and feeling and what his or her perspective is. Because you need to get into that feeling and perspective in order to empathize. And if you don't empathize and acknowledge how your kid feels, you'll never reconnect with that child. Okay, because your child will become defensive. If you walk into reconciliation with the belief that I'm going to admit to what I did, but I want you to admit to what you did, resolution is not going to happen because your child doesn't want to admit what he did. And that's not your goal. Your goal isn't to corner your kid. Your goal isn't to say to your kid, fess up 
And now we can reconcile because we're both being truthful and honest. Don't worry about what your kid did or didn't do. Don't worry about how your kid is going to respond now. Your job is to assume responsibility for the fallout. Because if you don't assume responsibility for all of it, your child picks up that you're blaming him or her in some way and becomes defensive. And if your child becomes defensive, you're not going to get through. So you go to your child and you say something like this. Let's kind of get into the nitty gritty here. You go to your child with humility after having taken the first step when they allow you to talk to them or communicate. You say to them, you know what, honey, I've really missed you. And I really want us to reconnect. And I know I did a lot of things wrong that hurt you. And I'm so sorry for the hurt I caused you. And then wait and see what your child does. If he rolls his eyes and said, well, just forget it. Don't worry about it. It's over. And I don't care anyway. Clearly, they're not over it. The good thing is they're getting kind of angry at you. And having your child angry with you is far better than them being cool towards you or ignoring you. So it's good that they're responding in such a way. But they're also waiting for you to go a little bit deeper. They don't just want you to say, I'm sorry for all the bad things I did. And I'm sorry that I made you upset. Let's move on. No, no, no. That's not what they want. What they want is an acknowledgement of what you did and how that made them feel. Because if you just sort of blanket say all the stuff I did over the past three years, I want you to forgive me. It doesn't hold much weight. But when you say to them, you know, I remember that I yelled at you. I remember that I walked out on you. I remember that I left you for five days and I never told you I was going to leave. That must have hurt you tremendously. I'm so sorry for hurting you. So the more specific you can be about the offense, the more willing your child will be to move in closer. You say, well, I don't really remember the offenses that I made. Again, think hard. When did the altercation start? When did the separation start? When did the disconnect begin? And think about that time. Did your child do something and you responded the wrong way? Did your child say something to you or do something that really offended you and you couldn't get over it? You felt so maligned and so wronged that you just thought, I can't get past this. Well, maybe that response was what hurt your child. So think back and dig. And again, this is hard because it means that you're staring at yourself. You're staring at your faults. And if you're a prideful person and you feel good about the successes you've had and you feel good about how you're living your life in general, looking at your faults is really hard. But friends, that's the beginning of freedom, right? It's the beginning of freedom because forgiveness comes for your child forgiving you or you forgiving yourself or you forgiving your child with admission of what we did wrong. Your focus is on what you did wrong, not on when your kid did wrong. Don't bring that up. That's a conversation for down the road. That's a conversation that your child can initiate down the road. Your purpose here is to reconnect with your child the way you can. So 
admitting the way you made your child feel and empathizing with him about feeling badly is really what helps you begin to grow closer to your kid. Next, you need to be willing to forgive. And you said, now, wait a minute. You just told me I'm not supposed to talk to my kid about the things they did wrong. Right. But that doesn't mean you don't need to forgive them. You need to forgive them for the hurts they caused you in your mind. You need to write them out. You need to talk them through with somebody. I forgive my son for running out on me. I forgive my son for taking drugs. I forgive my son for calling me such horrible names. So you're willing to forgive your child and you don't need to talk to him about it. You don't need to forgive face to face, but again, in your mind, because that frees you up to love him better. That frees you up from holding a grudge. It frees you up from focusing on his offenses even if you don't talk about them, it frees you up from allowing what he did wrong to have power over you. You see what I mean? So forgiveness is really kind of a funny thing, but it's critically important that you do with your son or daughter who offended you so much. So let's review again. This is simple, but it's really, really hard. But here's what I know. You need it. Your child needs it. I don't care how old he is. You want it and your child wants it because as hard as it is on the front end, and it may be hard for a couple of years, it's kind of like going through labor, you know, going through labor pains. After it's done, the reward is immeasurable. The reward makes your life so much richer and deeper. And as a matter of fact, you can actually have a better relationship with your son or daughter than you had before the estrangement. It's true because working through hardships like this and being open and honest with your kid and allowing them to be open and honest with you opens a way for you to have a more authentic relationship with one another. So the process is hard, but it's simple. And it starts with first acquiring humility. You can't do any of this without having the humility to recognize your faults and to go into the reconnection by saying, I have made mistakes and I'm willing to focus on my mistakes, not yours. That takes even more humility. Second, because you're mom or dad, you need to take the first step. But I don't need to, or I shouldn't have to need to, because my kid, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who did what. You're the winner if you take the first step. Your child respects you if you take the first step. Reconciliation will happen faster if you take the first step. Third thing you need to do is assume all responsibility. You can't go into the reconciliation ascribing fault to your son or daughter. Maybe they are at fault, but it doesn't matter. If you want reconciliation, you have to assume responsibility. Finally, be willing to forgive. Again, you may say, well, you know, my son or daughter did all these things and they don't ask for my forgiveness. As a matter of fact, they won't even acknowledge what they did wrong. It doesn't matter. In your mind, you know what they did wrong you know how they hurt you. So in your mind, 
forgive them for each and every one of the offenses. That's really important to do. And then ask them to forgive you for the way you hurt them. And as I said earlier, you need to be specific. Friends, this is not the work for wimps. This is the work of very strong parents. But you are stronger than you think. And reconciliation is more possible than you think. I know many of you say it's not going to work. You know, it's just done. My relationship with my child is done. It's impossible to reconnect. No, it isn't. You need to take the first step. You need to be the one to get ready for this. And you know that you can be the one who can make the healing happen. So friends, remember that no matter how old your child is, whether he's 17 or 25 or 45, it's never too late to start reconciling and healing old wounds. I know as much as you want to do it, your child does too, because every son or daughter, no matter how old they are, wants approval from their mom or their dad. If you want to dive deeper into this, check out Parenting Great Kids Community. We're going to be talking about this. I'm going to be answering questions. We're going to be sharing struggles that we have. And so I encourage you, if you need a little bit of support, go to meekerparenting.com and check out the PGK community. And as we start our new year together, always remember that great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Mike, producer of Dr. Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. At the end of our podcast, do you wonder, okay, how do I apply this to my life, to my kids? Dr. Meg keeps these discussions going in our brand new Parenting Great Kids community. She gives you answers to issues and clear steps to take to resolve them. Imagine having the ability to ask Dr. Meeker a question about your issues with your kids. Well, now you can. We've created a new Parenting Great Kids community where Dr. Meg answers readers' questions, posts videos on topics, adds a new parenting course monthly, and goes live with you once a month. Don't wrestle with your problems alone. Let Dr. Meg help you. Join us in the new PGK community. For more information, go to meekerparenting.com and look for the PGK community tabs.